Hello, hello, my fellow podcast listeners. Hope you're doing very, very well today. It is currently 12.07 a.m. for me, so I'm speaking quietly as to not wake up my house. And um, this is he, this here is a recording of a call that I had with somebody. Um, and the conversation took some very interesting turns towards language learning related topics. And it's funny because I take a lot of calls and meetings um, to network with different people, even though there isn't necessarily... Um, an inherent value, you know, in the short term. I often feel like just taking random meetings and calls, things like that, um, often lead to a lot of serendipity and coincidences that help you in the long term. So this is one of those calls. And I think um, a lot of you, especially if you like language learning, you'll like um, a lot of stuff that happened here. So sit back and enjoy. Hey. Hey, Asmund. How you doing? Good. How about you? Doing great. Yeah. End of a busy week. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just posted a video about Hanukkah, and I wanted to get it out in time for the holiday, and so I had like an hour, I don't know if I told you, I use a studio in Nashville here. I think you did, that sounds like something you've told me. <laughs> it's like, um, it's part of the Vanderbilt University campus, okay. and um, my wife is a grad student here, so I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to use the, the facilities, so you have to... Schedule the time. It's kind of first come first serve, and I had like I think it was like an hour, but you know things take a while to film sometimes mm-hmm. and, and everything. So I managed to get filmed, and then I spent the next day just editing and stuff. You know the drill. Yep. Do you enjoy you editing? Do, I love the content. I love the short stuff. I love that you're branching out into different things too, music hmm. and etc. Yeah. <clears throat> do you enjoy the editing side of things? I actually love it. I really yeah. do. I think that's kind of a fun interpretive, you know, a chance for us to like shoot how it's seen. You can think about the audience, which you kind of, you know, hopefully learn more and more about as you go through the process. Mm-hmm. But I, I do. I, I'm not gr- great at it, but I just, um, I think it's kind of a fun skill to, to acquire also. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked making videos, like, since I was yeah. a kid. Just, oh, cool. uh, I've always done, like, you know, little voices here and there and, and <laughs> with whatever technology I had to film it, but yeah, I haven't always edited it, and so that was kind of a, a, a new thing. I remember, like, you know, having that, it seems like an impossible thing to edit, a, like, a VHS or, like, a mini, mm-hmm. maybe it's, I'm older than, I don't know, how old are you? I'm 25. Yeah, so you still have, uh, you, how old you still have. I'm 31. Yeah, so not that, not too far apart. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I just always seemed like impossible, but yeah, now uh, nowadays it's it's actually kind of enjoyable. Do you do you like it? Uh, I do. Um, I do. It just sometimes is <laughs> a pain in the butt. Yeah. So actually, I, I like it. <laughs> I like it's probably like a like if languages is a ten, as in like I love it ten on ten. I would say that video editing is like a 7 or 7.5. So it's cool to see the finished product. It's cool to create. That's a cool part. It's cool to be like, take all your footage. Because like, it's funny. I don't know know if you're like this, but I don't always, usually I don't have an exact idea of how things are going to look. I just have all the footage. Mm -hmm. And when I see in the editor, when I start to look at my music options, when I start to look at, you know, this, that, the other thing, then I go, oh, I could do da 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 I go, right. oh, cool, I could do that. Oh, I could clip in the, the thing from that other time and then make it do right. this. And Are you that way too? 
I do. I, yes, um, mostly. Um, I don't. I mean, sometimes I go in with uh, with like a script or something, and so okay. that, in that case, it kind yeah. of follows the. Okay. So it's not as much vlogging. You know, I know that your style is, you know, especially right. to uh, logging like trips to Toronto, et cetera. You know, where right. you kind of like you had a bunch of footage and you don't really know how you're going to tell that story or right. how, you know how right. that went. But if it's like I got to tell you like eight words that are related to this Hanukkah holiday. That's definitely nice. But I but I did I did kind of have this you know I didn't have a, this is a, for the first time actually in a while that I haven't like actually scripted even though it, you know you end up reading things naturally too but this is the first time I just went into the studio with like just a list of eight words and I was just like kind of just want to explain it naturally and get through the list and and cut it down to like a three or four minute video right so it it is. Daunting when you realize you have a lot of options. You go, oh, I could do this and I could do this. And you're like, okay, but like, <laughs> like, don't focus. And it gets really, um, it's nice and it's a positive thing to know that oh, I could do this with the sound and I can do this with this image and cutaways. And mm -hmm. now that I have this green screen, and um, <clears throat> it's, it's fun. But I, I, I don't know. Do you? You said editor. Do you use like, um, what do you use for? I use Final Cut. Okay. Yeah, I use Final yeah. Cut. Final Cut, I have access to, I don't have Final Cut, but I usually just iMovie for yeah. most of things. Okay, got it. Which is kind of, you know, primitive and free, but it's, it does the trick. For it does I, it. I, I use iMovie for years, actually. For a long time, I did. Um, until my, I have this one friend, one of my best friends, he's very into, like, graphic design and, like, like photography and, like, digital media. Like, that's his whole, like, master's degree and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, he's really good at it. it. Has an eye for it, and it's really it's really funny because I've known him for a long time, and ever since I've been I've made any kind of videos, even when it was just for fun on like an old channel, like just for whatever, he's he's always tell me like a lot of things creatively, and I used to say no 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 like oh I don't I don't need that, and then like at the end of the day I end up getting it later and be like oh yeah he was right, and so <laughs> it's it's funny like because he he's usually right and then I, I say I think he's an idiot in the moment not an idiot but. I feel like, wow, that's not true. I feel like he's, uh, I'm like, that's not necessary, right? But no, I don't need that. And then later it's like, oh, he's right. I actually should have gotten that. that. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, he's used to have Iron Movie and then he forced me to use Final Cut. Yeah, it's, it seems like a, a logical, I mean, like it seems like it would be, I, I've gone into it before and I think that there is a little bit of a learning curve just seeing, like any software, you yeah. have to kind of just learn it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's nice to have that range of options and, and the different transitions and, and more flexibility with where you can put stuff on, on a screen. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like cutting and editing, I feel like it's mostly the That's same. That's about the same, yeah. I mean, some small differences, but nothing crazy. It's kind of like um, driving an automatic car versus a standard car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you could, you're going to get from A to B, but you have to kind of know a couple things that are intricate. Mm -hmm. um, That's kind of cool. I'm glad that you use that because, I mean... I, I know people that uh, that only use like the YouTube editor, like some of those, oh, really? the, the pro programs that actually let you like, put in subtitles and all that stuff on there. And like that, I wouldn't. Well, I think some people. It's also it's also a question of like like I guess iMovie is a slight exception, but it's also like if you have Final Cut, it's a question of money. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that expensive. It's not like two thousand dollars or ten thousand. It's not like crazy, but it's a few hundred bucks. You got to dish out, you know. And if you're just making videos for, like, you know, nothing serious, like, you might not spend the money. Or, like, 
maybe if you don't have the money because you're like 16 years old or like yeah. even if even if you're like 30 years old and you have a job and everything you know yeah. maybe you spend your money on other things and like dishing out 300 dollars in editing software that you don't know how to use that you don't know if you actually will use you don't know if you like it it's like you know yeah it's like just because it's the thing to to use mm-hmm. and the actually the studio at the university here has has final cut on the computers it's just mm. that you have you can only use it when you're in there. there so it would be like you know film a video and i would be like all right time to edit and i'm like i only have like 20 minutes left yeah i gotta take it home and i don't have i don't have it on my computer so i would but yeah i think it's um some more of those details that the pros do recognize and <laughs> the people who are in it but the masses are kind of just waiting to be entertained or taught to Mm-hmm. What um, what do you guys what do you do for, anything that's going on for the holiday season, business wise? Business wise, nothing nothing crazy for the holiday season. Um, I'm running a um, running a two day French immersion thing in my city, so mm-hmm. like similar to what I did in Toronto, except in my city um, yeah. instead of traveling. And uh, <clears throat> so that's going on, and it's going to be for a lower level. So when I was in Toronto, I was working with someone who had like a whatever upper intermediate kind of level where they can understand most things communicate most things this is more of a you know lower level like upper beginner maybe low intermediate so it's happening over, yeah two days but uh apart from that it's kind of stuff as usual stuff as usual christmas parties a couple of them um nice. although there is one new like, pretty major new development in the new year i'm going to be in india oh yeah for about like 40, roughly 40 seven weeks whoa mm-hmm. that's so sweet yeah. Where 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 are you going? Mostly in a city called Broda. Okay. Mostly. Um it? it's in a state called Gujarat. It's where my family's from. That makes sense. Hang on, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where uh where in the country? I've I've only been to like deep south India. I'll send you a, a picture here. I'm, I'm looking at the map right now, I just wanted to see what Oh you like a map? It's um <clears throat> so if you look like on the west side, kind of like on the coast. Oh yeah. See them? It's like um, like central west, or the very west side. Very cool. What's the name of the city again? Uh, well, actually, it's gonna say. I'll say it slowly, like the English way. Yeah. Va- I guess it'd be Vadodera in English. V a d o d a r a. I call it. I don't know. My family calls it, but they, they change their city names. Interestingly, in uh, in India. Right. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I call it by the old name. My family calls it by the old name, but. Yeah. How do you say it? How do you say it in Gujarati? Uh, I just feel like those are like they're so off. The British like I don't know if it was like a colonist like decision or I don't know. Like I was I remember when I went to uh, the state of Kerala. Oh yeah. The south the capital of Kerala is uh, in English it's Trivandrum. Oh. <laughs> which it's like this weird. It obviously sounds like English. Uh, well sounds like something that's not native mm-hmm. and you know you go to the i think the indigenous indigenous the real name is like Tidivandarapuram or something something like a, little, a lot longer and like more natural sounding right <laughs> and it's imagine we were there we were just like imagining these british colonizers just be like what do you call this place and like Tidivandarapuram Trivandrum <laughs> no 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 it's Tidivandarapuram like Trivandrum it is. <laughs> like, yeah. like go, go off it. Just... But it's it's everywhere. It's kind of um, I like the, the fact that they, that 
they're changing back. Mm, yeah. In most cases, people are kind of adopting Mumbai, or uh, for the, at least the cities that people know about. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be there, and uh, mostly it's for, I'm actually going mostly, well, a couple of reasons, but one of them is to study my own language properly. Very nice. So I'm not sure if you've seen on my social, but I've been like learning how to read and write in my own language, like in Calgary with my grandpa. Yeah, um, I did see that. I yeah. saw snippets of it. So I want to be like, I want to be literate before I go to India. Like I'm, I'm a lot to learn still, but I want to be able to read and write, even if I don't know what I'm reading and writing. Mm-hmm. Because then when I'm there, like I can learn a lot faster because I can see something read it be like oh i i didn't know that word but with context figured out so i'm like a grocery store or like some market and i see like an apple and then i see the word for apple above they're like oh apple right like i'll just have to yeah, get it right yeah. but if i can't read i won't be able to do that so if i'm able to read before i go i think i'll learn faster right so that's so cool fascinating yeah how, how um how much do you know any other indian languages so i speak gujarati at a decent level not perfectly but i'm not bad at it it's my technically my first language um but I have a lot, lot I don't know. So Gujarati, I, I speak. And then Hindi, I know some just by context, like being around Hindi music and sometimes movies and just hearing stuff. Or like, like I kind of know a little bit, but not even enough to say I speak any. But right. when I'm in India, I'm going to be studying Hindi too because they're so similar that even now, the little that I've learned with my grandpa and like the four, five, whatever hours we've done, even now, like when I listen to Hindi music, I go, oh, I caught oh, that word's like that word my grandpa told me. Oh, interesting. And like you just start to catch it and it's like, oh. Sure. So I'm going to study them both at the same time. That's um, so cool. And then there's a couple of weddings happening too. So a couple of weddings going on. That makes, yeah, I was going to say, like, is there a family? Like, they must be gathering that you could at least join. They can say hello to some people. That's where I'm going. My whole family's going right now. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. okay cool. Well, not everyone, but a lot of them. But yeah, but getting together for that. Um, mm-hmm. I bet your grandpa's just thrilled to be like kind of sharing the language with you and getting into it or is he not um i think it seems like something you'd be like nice to kind of pass on but i think he, i think he enjoys it um <clears throat> uh, it's really funny talking though because i think he's been in canada for 40 over 40 years yeah. and he's obviously good drop he's his first language that's, that's like you know it's fine with it he's no no problem whatsoever but it's really funny because of certain things he he's even forgotten like because he hasn't used them like there'll be certain words he'll say in english during our lesson like sometimes he'll say things in english and he's like how do you say that again? I'll ask my grandma, how do you say that word again? <laughs> even he's forgotten some things or like, sure. um, or like we were, he was showing me this magazine and we're looking at it and he's making me read some stuff out of it. It's random words and whatnot. And I'll be like, what does that mean? He's like, Hmm, I don't actually know. And then I'll read the sentence. Be like, question. Oh, it must mean, Oh no, no. I remember now. Right. It's, it's, it's really, it's really fascinating. Sorry, I might want to cut out for a oh, second. Yeah, I, think I was just saying, okay. could you imagine leaving Canada for 40 years and then like going somewhere that, you know, to a language you speak, French or something, and then just getting asked questions in English and being like, oh yeah, what is capitulate? I mean, some words that like you kind of do, but you're like, I haven't used that word in decades. Yeah, you know? and that, and that's, like, exa- that's exactly it. That's, that's, that's exactly it with him. Kind of a fun thing to maybe bring back to. I bet he's probably enjoying that kind of refreshing. <laughs> I would, I would. I know that uh, we're we're a little biased, though, being nerds. Well, I think it would be weird, family, though. Like, right? what's up? You must run in the family. You must have some kind of uh, linguistically interesting family members. Uh, I mean, nobody really has any interest in languages per se in my family. Really? Like, there's people that speak multiple languages. Like, I think mm-hmm. many people speak Gujarati, Hindi, English. That's very common. 
or like you know my uncle he's from the south of india or yeah south of india so he speaks mm -hmm. like english hindi speaks his own mother tongue he speaks you know he speaks a bunch but um you know <clears throat> a lot of a lot of my family's gone through french immersion in canada so they speak some level of french plus english mm -hmm. plus some gujarati like maybe some hindi maybe but like nobody that i can think of not off no yeah no one i can think of that's that's like huge into languages or like really is an interest or study them like not not really uh most kind people just know it by environment because someone who spoke through two or three languages would have some kind of i mean just naturally from in the u.s at least you know people not don't speak second languages very commonly so it's oh really i mean just in general i mean people from originally from the u.s it's when someone says they speak three languages and they're original and they're american i think to myself you're in a minority. You are definitely like, uh, uh, you must have. Does that taken... depend on where you are in the states? Like, what state you're in, by any chance? Pro probably. Okay. You know, I mean, if you're in a or near a big city, mm -hmm. because you know there's diversity. But even so, I think that like two languages is, is a marker of someone who has a family from a different country. I think it's a pretty common thing to know okay. two languages. A third, and maybe in this case of Hindi and Gujarati, you would have like that. Clearly, two two languages, but still in the same family. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, when someone says they speak Spanish and English, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really surprised. But if they add a third language in there, and especially a non-Latin language, I'm like, oh, well, you're like, you've taken a, a leap in a sense. You've taken mm. a step. So I guess it's just that that perspective. But hearing you know about someone who speaks three languages and does it, and it kind of takes it for granted, or you know just just knows it because they grew up speaking it. It should be the standard. I think it's <laughs> it's commonly like Europe and, and a lot of Asian countries is the standard. Probably African countries too. Um, well, it's funny though that um, I think you're right. Like in a lot of countries, a lot of regions, it it is because they're more it's more permeated their culture. But what's interesting is um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be shocked if there's a day where it's actually less popular to need to know different or to learn different languages because mm -hmm. of technology. Um, makes sense. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it maybe it'll never happen. I don't know, but it, it just wouldn't surprise me because there already is like some tech, there's already technology where you stick those earpieces in and they do a lot of the translation for you. Like, isn't there, and they're nowhere near perfect. There's a lot of errors right. and like they're not, but, but the fact that there's something that kind of works in that arena right now, it's like, well, if that's where things are in 2018, basically 2018, like in 20, 28 you know or 2038 2048 like could it be less popular because like you can walk in a restaurant the restaurant owner hands you an ear, an ear set the waiter has an ear set you tune into the same frequency you speak in your language they speak in theirs you're tuned in the same frequency it translates now when you're traveling you're like oh maybe the question you ask is oh do you carry the the google the google uh, translator headphones like, oh absolutely and everyone carries them and next thing you know or whatever company right Next sure. thing you know, when you travel, you don't need to learn because all the places you're going to have the headphones or like, you know, business meetings. Maybe the company offers these headphones. I don't know, right? Like you, you, you don't know. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe not. But it's actually why I started to make some of the music stuff. I don't know if you saw that, but I started to just make other stuff around language. I'm just kind of playing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to dedicate like a significant portion of energy on it. But it's like, Is it, you know. What's the... What's the um... It's just using music in a way that's kind of creative. It's just kind of using, trying to trying to incorporate music into language learning. No, not completely out of language learning. Like I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but 
I started to make some posts called DJ. I mean, I don't like the name, but I had to pick something. So I was like, DJ Azrin, <laughs> where it's I talk about my international music picks. I did see DJ Azrin. I thought maybe that was like a, um, either a hobby or something. No, like it was that. just messing around because like, I want to start doing something that's like that I also really like, but it's not language learning. So I did stuff around like international music. So I love music too. I was like, oh, I don't know. I need to figure something out because long term, I think like I would hate it if I thought if I like for for whatever reason if technology put me out of business mm-hmm. if ever. And maybe I I think it'll probably I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen. But like I'd hate it if it's like I had the thought and then like I didn't do anything and then it ha- and t- technology put me out of business. I'm like, oh crap. Right. I'd rather like I, I do it. <laughs> I'd rather like do something, be like, oh, that was a complete waste of time. I didn't actually need to do that. I was wrong. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I'd much rather that. It's just like investing, kind of. You know, you kind of think that this would be good for you, and you think that it's going to move in that direction. You can't predict the future, but it's nice to, at the very least, do things that you're interested in that will kind of come off as positive or passionate because yep. no matter what you're doing it with with uh, care and with yeah. passion i think the so I'm, I'm still curious about it so um i'm just looking at the posts about the international music picks is this just to suggest music for uh, for people in different languages so that they can uh learn a language is it is, is the, are the songs chosen for a reason besides apart from i like them no I just I like, like them. They're ones I like, and like I've st- I usually have some kind of usually the songs I like there's some kind of story behind them. Like I like it for X Y Z reasons. Reminds me of blah 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 blah. I don't know. Just, I actually X, don't Z. like. I, I don't think that's gonna be the concept that ever pops. I don't think that ever will. But I need to start to get my just feet wet, and then I can just see what's the reaction. What do people say? What do I think about it? And I'm even I'm like I like it, but it's not the best. But like mm-hmm. I need to do something to give it a start, right? So yeah. You're a good uh, seed planter. So putting things out, seeing what, what <clears throat> seeing what kind of works for different areas of language, and yeah. meeting with groups and individuals and different cities and branching to different languages. I like the uh, the wallpaper things to the, uh, oh, the yeah. backgrounds. Those are kind of cool. Just something different, you know. Why you not? never know, right? Do you actually use those for your, for your phone? I have one. I I have one that I like particularly. It's the um. I'll show it to you. I'm this a one here. Yeah, this one here. <coughs> oh, that's nice. That's what I liked. <clears throat> but that's um, really cool. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. Of, it was kind of fun learning how to make them. And my my again, my my digital media friend was showing me how to make yeah, them. Yeah. What, what do you use for this? Like, um, do you have do you have software for? You know that type of graphic uh, design. So yeah, he he my my buddy just uh well, the easiest way is to use Canva actually. Yeah, that's what I use as well. Like, but I know my friend can actually do it like in different ways because he has a lot of the knowledge around like Photoshop and like different apps and whatnot. And he's like stuff like making it into a T-shirt, like that stuff that he I don't yeah. really know much about. But have you do you, do you have like merchandise? No, but I want to. One thing I want to do with the with the, with the wall, with like one potential thing with the wallpaper is I'll make some, and I'll see if there's any that people are like. Wow, that one's really good. And then I might make a T-shirt version out of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it. Like I mean, I don't have an audience. I have an okay audience size, but it's pretty small, all things considered. And if I had a T-shirt, like I might sell like five, which is right. 
hundred bucks, you know, whatever that is. And but it's not, it's, but you know what I mean? Like it's, there's not, there's not a, the investment, would be, the investment now anymore for like, I want a t-shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Oh, I oh, like I that. Other, out of this. Right. So I, I want a t-shirt and then like, I would make it, I make one that I really like. Like if I made something it's like, wow, I like that. And other people really like it. Then right. I make it because like if I wear it, I'll never like, I, and then I make a hundred bucks out of wearing a t-shirt. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned something before about how, you know the audience being what it is and not not being worth starting like a, a product design like a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's that whole kind of I don't know if it's a catch twenty two per se, but like the cycle of yep. you know, do you promote this to grow the audience or should I wait because, until I have an audience and then mm-hmm. kind of create that product because then it'll be a lot easier to yep. reach. Um, and I, I've looked into this a little bit as far as, especially with like courses, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to branch into that. Um, okay. Maybe like, you know, I, I followed people like Jeff Walker, if you know that name. No, I don't. Uh, who, he wrote a book called Launch. Okay. That, He's in the, in the scope of those. Uh, Sorry, two seconds. Kind of like, hang on. Hello. Yeah, who's this? Okay, no worries. Sorry, I, I like I'm interested. Thank you. I know. Sorry. It rings like four times, so if I didn't answer it, we'd have to pause our conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was saying that um, Jeff Walker, Brendan Burchard, mm-hmm. uh, these kind of big entrepreneur coaches, Okay. Um, are, I follow occasionally, at least I follow their email list. What are they names again? Brendan Burchard, what did you say? Brendan with an O at the end, O N Bur B. Oh, this name. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. You might see it. Brendan Burchard and then Jeff Walker, Ramit Sethi. Uh, I just have like five go-to mentors for mm-hmm. these types of uh, situations. Mm-hmm. Ramit is also a finance guy. He's like a piece. I will teach you to be rich. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I brought up Jeff Walker because he has things. He has this book called Launch and this product called Launch that he talks about different ways to launch products when you don't have larger lists or mm-hmm. when you don't have big following. So he has something called Seed Launch or JV Launch mm-hmm. that utilize basically like you would probably do for like the window cleaning business when you're first starting off. Like you're just networking and you kind of like uh, going from 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 scratch. But you know, for certain products and specific to language, you can't just bug your friends about it you have, mm-hmm. they have to be actually learning a language mm-hmm. or in my case they have to be so into it that they're really struggling with pronunciation mm-hmm. so you can't just like blanket everybody and like call your friends like you might for like painting houses or like sure. um, so I just I'm curious about that do you do you do you have like a you know what's the number that you say okay now I'm gonna start to work on this big thing because now I've had you know a thousand or ten thousand subscribers no, or whatever no no real number really I mean um, yeah I don't really have a particular number per se it's more I I usually go more on um more, I, I, hmm, it's a good question I mean yeah I don't have a particular number because I I don't know what the number would be. Of course, right? yeah. I just know that right now your... it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel like the right thing. It feels right to make a t-shirt if I like it, right? Sure. It feels right to make phone wallpapers because I go, oh, yeah, that seems to make sense. I think people would like them. I think people will, I think some people will use them. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's cool. That <laughs> feels right. That wouldn't have felt right six months ago for some reason. I don't think that would have, I just wouldn't feel, I didn't feel like I was at that point. Um, 
you know, like I, six months ago, I wouldn't have done group like two day French immersion things or anything. I wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have felt right. I, I wish I knew I like put into words why it doesn't feel right. But like there's certain, certain things that just don't feel right in the moment. Some things that do. And then I, whatever feels right and makes, I feel like makes sense. Like it's usually like a combination of like what feels right. And then I apply logic around it. So like I've known about these tech, like translating earphones things that like will translate for you since like almost a year. I've known about them for a long time, mm-hmm. right? But then I, I literally, I just read a YouTube comment. It was like a random comment on my channel. Nothing crazy. It was like a really nice guy. Like nothing, but just literally, oh yeah, it's really interesting. Maybe technology will like blah, 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 make it not as useful to learn a language. And I read it and I was like, yeah, I know. I've, I've thought about that. But in that moment, I was like, oh, now for some reason, it starts to feel more right. It feels like I need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Versus a year ago when I heard it, I kind of felt like I need to do something. I remember you could probably I could go back and see the videos I made or I talked to when I was thinking about it, but then you could clearly watch my actions and see me do nothing about it. Right. <laughs> Versus now, I, I thought about it, I felt it, and now if you watch my actions, there has been something done about it. Sure. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good uh, observation to see how that changes. And even in six months, you know, or a couple months where you notice that trends within your following, people were you know, commenting more, people just things converting a little bit better you might say okay maybe this is it working or this is time to do x y z whenever you say that i always reminded that you're canadian (laughs) it's really funny too there's so few differences i mean uh it's it's uncanny i feel like the the the, you go to some place like india where you could go you travel half an hour in either direction you're now like in a different linguistic world yeah and if you go from Canada to, you, I mean, really from Florida to Alaska, there's a lot of, of very, um, very, I mean, really, really similar, very difficult to distinguish a Canadian from an American, unless they say like one of the four or five key words or phrases. Mm-hmm. You know what those are, by the way? Uh, yeah, there's like Canadian raisings that happens with like, right. like things like house. And we say something closer to house. Mm-hmm. right or even like right for example that word yeah. even right mine is mine is closer to that too i say right i say r-i-d-e and w-r-i-t-e differently right and right yeah, yeah i'm from yeah. michigan too which is basically canada i mean as far as and, detroit it's kind of like an offshoot of ontario if you and what's interesting though is like i, I don't know if you've i don't know i bet you there's a study on it i'm, I'm just not as educated about it as i as i could be but um, one thing I've just noticed just in my experience is the more, the further East you go in Canada, the stronger our, like the stronger, the quote unquote Canadian accent, the further oh, West really? you go, the more central it becomes. So even if I go to Ontario, mm-hmm. people will often comment, oh, are you from, are you from, uh, are you from Ontario? They'll, they'll just like okay. ask. Cause like, and I can hear it too. It's like, oh, they speak slightly. There's like a slightly, there's this tiny difference. Right. I'm like, oh no, so, I'm from so, out so, West so. and. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense, and it's because there's a, there's this tiny. It's as you go more west, there's this more, more of a. I don't know if American is the right word, but more of this like, you know, less yeah, Canadianized, like neutralized, or neutralized, I guess, yeah. uh, North American. Let's call it. Sure. Uh, but you know, I noticed even watching the Netflix show. I forget the name of it. It was uh, about a, probably twenty minutes into the first episode, and I was like. Is this Canadian? Are these people all? Is cast Canadian? Everybody seems to be saying the word "sorry" differently, or mm-hmm. um, more of like um, a "sorry" versus yeah, a "sorry." sorry. The yeah, sorry. The or sound like it was like the 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 two or three words throughout the entire script. It was like like 
cut out. Oh, there's not really. A... Oh, sorry. So yeah, we cut out for a sec. You were saying? I was just saying, just talking to you right now and, and talking to anybody, you just you can't really tell until you say sorry or tomorrow. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Ben, like B E E N. Mm-hmm. I've been. So it's like N Z. That was what you said before. X Y X Y Z. Yeah. It's like um, there it is again. Yeah. Um, but just funny because it's so rare that that comes up, and you're like, oh. Canadian or oh American, you kind of do that uh, thing. Just like when you when you hear like a Spanish accent or something, and you're like a, a lispy Spanish accent. You're like oh Spain or yeah you know, Mexico. <laughs> you can pinpoint that. It almost gives you um, like a burst of I don't know. For me, it's uh, it's, it's it's really positive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like when you and you're walking down the street, you know, just passing people, and you hear like two or three words of their conversation. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion, by the way, on like, um, you know, what's your opinion on certain dialects being quote unquote correct or better or, or, or more, more, uh, standard? Like, what's your opinion on that? I think that, um, I'm more of a, um, conduit. I'm more of like a, a, an observer of language that I like to, uh, report what I hear and what mm-hmm. I, what I think would help someone understand a regional accent but i don't really and you know there has to be there usually is a kind of majority uh, you know like a, a majority of of uh trying to say there's, there's usually like a big set of, of um, people who are speaking in a certain way that if you're going to like learn a language that it kind of almost behooves a student to like sound close to a larger set of people, but in the end, what ends up happening is you're coming from a pronunciation standpoint. No one really gets to that point of 100, percent you know, splitting hairs between certain regions, and so you can label something a standard, a standard accent, or or official, or neutral, or whatever you sure. call it. But <coughs> even even like this, you know, different um, in, in just the fact that North American. U.S. and Canada seem to be a really just linguistic kind of anomaly based on the rest of the world having such diversity. And and so in a country like Spain, where it's not even an accent, it's like languages that they have right. that are different. It's harder to say, well, what's the language of Spain? Like it's Spanish, but it's, you know, but it's not. It's also, that bleeds into other political things, but, you know, it's easier to say in the U.S. that there's a standard American accent or the standard Canadian accent, right? There's a, because we don't yeah. have that many. I mean, we do. There's clearly an Eastern Western difference. There's a South Southern accent in the U.S. There's a New York, Boston, New Jersey type mm-hmm. of a thing, but like, it's really hard to tell where someone, which state someone's from, uh, or I could never tell what province anybody would be from, um, without asking them mm-hmm. or seeing something, or I mean, maybe hearing a word like a slang term or something. So it, it does depend on the country. I definitely think that there are some accents that are easier to learn. And so hmm. maybe become a little bit more standardized because they don't have that weird sound that the people in the South do or the people out East kind of tend to, to do. And I kind of like that, that it separates us in a, in a silly, in a fun, silly way, like where you can say, oh, people over there do this. And it kind of becomes part of your identity. Mm. 
that that uh, that type of learning, especially for someone who's interested in pronunciation, like if you're learning Spanish and you decide I really want to learn Mexican Spanish, your identity comes off a lot more particularized or, or a lot more I don't know a lot more Mexican than than anything else, and no one would doubt that you're a Spanish speaker or, or deny that. It's just that that's where your accent is, and I don't I don't think that. I don't, know. I don't know if you're talking about like country to country or like accents within or regional. I but like general. when I speak Spanish, I speak normally with a, with an Argentinian accent. Okay. And sometimes without even thinking about it, I just that's how I live the most time, and the intonation kind of goes there. Mm-hmm. I definitely try to neutralize whatever that means. You know, when I go to when I'm speaking with someone who I, whose nationality I'm not aware of, but I gonna, mm. gonna come out that way. It's gonna come out. They're gonna be like Argentinian. You know, I yeah. usually do that, and so I'm like, no, but yeah, you know, like so, it, it always comes back to that identity. If I could do that, if I could switch like that into Mexican and Spanish, I totally would. Hmm. But I like to be the, I like to be a chameleon of sorts. But I really can't, I can't switch it uh, at this point. For you, 100%. does it change? Like if you spent, you're speaking to someone for, or maybe if you're in a particular, let's say for Spanish. Let's say you're let's say you're either in Mexico or with the group of Mexicans or in you know Peru or whatever other country or with people that 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 background. Do you, do you find or do you feel like you're you're Spanish not, like just without really consciously trying to? Does do you feel like it changes and more um, adapts more to who you're speaking to, or yeah. do you stick pretty close to Argentina because that's like what you identify with? That's what you have. So there's like this like dissonance that I I feel because I I do know that if I were talking to someone from Buenos Aires, I would be a little bit more relaxed in the way that I use certain idioms and slang terms that I know will kind of like get myself in to this conversation mm-hmm. and people can recognize that, well, you really know <laughs> Spanish. That's usually the reaction I go for. Yeah. So when I talk to people from any other country, I kind of kind of dragging my feet a little bit I, I kind of wait to i'm trying to think about the words that i know like colombian words or if i know any like oh, chilean terms because then i and so it, there's a little bit of a switch i'll try to say that thing or that tag you know question or whatever and so it, it doesn't come out as naturally i guess and so mm-hmm. i guess i do try to change it because i'm trying to i'm trying to match them as much as i can even though it probably comes out like a big mix and, and I sound like an idiot, but I, I do actively change. I try because hmm. I want to sound, I want to I communicate. And I think that even though I might sound like an Argentinian when I speak Spanish, I'm not Argentinian and you know, I can manipulate the sounds. If, if... That said, I would never change my English to hmm. like British if I were like talking to someone. Right. right. So, that's, maybe it is weird that I do that in a foreign language. I, Does I it happen like to you now? Is it ha- is it pa- is it passive change? It sounds like it's an active change. Like you actively try and think of words. It's that now you... active. Okay, got it. Because I'm like, whenever I talk to someone, in fact, most of the conversations are usually about language. Right. Just because you know we are, we are we are us. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of um, you know I'm always trying to learn something, and if mm-hmm. I hear something, I'll say, oh, what does that mean? that word that you said and I'll just kind of add it to the bank so now it's become active it's become a choice because you know if you can like isolate certain sounds or certain accents or certain whatever regional dialects kind of a cool skill to be able to say like I speak Argentinian Spanish and I speak Mexican Spanish whatever Mm. that is and they're actually you know 
uniquely different mm -hmm. in, in, in pronunciation and in, in a lot of grammar and definitely in vocab, you know, word mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. So you can come off really, really different. And I'm sure it's, it's, it's a case where you go to various parts of Mexico and feel the same. But um, I don't know, have you ever had that experience where you would have to, I guess from French, is, like, is there a, a big difference for you in Par Parisian French? And, and, you know, yeah, French well, for me it's very passive. I don't actively, it just happens. Like, the, there is some things that are active. Like, if I'm learning a language, it's very active. Like, I'm listening with, like, ears wide open. Like, I wish there was, like, a like a scan of my brain sometimes. Because, right. like, like, my That's brain is in a completely different zone. Like, I, I wish we can compare my brain to other people's brains in learning languages. I, I feel like it's something different going on. I just don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. But, anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Because, like, when I'm actively learning, I'm, like, really listening. I'm tr I'll, I'll try and copy things. I'll, like, catch. I'll, I'm really, you know, 100% attention. When I've already learned it and I feel very comfortable, like French, Spanish, like, you know, um, when I'm more very comfortable in it, it just kind of happens. So I'll give you an example. Um, in Spanish, I, you know, first I went to Peru and I really interacted a lot with Peruvians. So I had a, per a good Peruvian friend in my city who I spoke to like every day. Um, I lived with her family in Peru for a few months. Like I, it was like very, very Peruvian. That was like my, mo a lot of my input that I actually paid attention to was, was Peruvian. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I still had other inputs like in school and classes and like I talked to other people, but generally I really focused on Peruvian Spanish. Right. And then I, you know, every time I spoke to someone, you know, they either, if they were not Peruvian, they would say that, wow, you sound like Colombian or like kind of Central American, Mexican, like something. If it's a Peruvian, like, you're totally Peruvian. They just, they just knew they. <laughs> but then what happened is I went to Chile. Because I have a friend there. And I was only there for a month. I, didn't, I wasn't there for that long. But in Chile, when I came back, immediately people were like, whoa, you got a bit of a, ch like, like ch a Chilean? They kind of give me that look. I was like, what wait. Is what is that? I, I, I taste. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it Cuban? Yeah, yeah. And this wasn't fully, I, wasn't, I didn't speak like Chileno, but like there'd be, when I was there, there's certain terms I started to use because like I, like I wanted to learn their speech. And like there's a lot of stuff that you don't understand because I want slang there. Or like there's certain like pronunciation aspects that I picked up because I just kept hearing it that I would just copy it, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, French, similar enough kind of experience where... Um, I have, it's been such a long time that I haven't been to France, which is where I learned, well, that's kind of like the kind of accent and dialect I speak with. Right. It's been such a long time that I've not spoken that much to French people from France. And I've only spoken to like my students mm -hmm. that I actually, it, it's, I still speak like a someone from France. I still do. There's no question about it. But when I look at my French, it's, 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 a, it's not like. How do I explain? I, I feel like if someone from France listened, they'd be like, oh yeah, you sound French, but there's something else. There's something else there. This mm -hmm. is something different. Because when I speak to my students, there might be common terms I just say in English because mm -hmm. like I might say something like, you know, like I might say like, um, I don't think of a good example. I might say like, you know, oh, I might say like social studies because that's like the term we use in Canada, social studies class. Versus mm -hmm. in France, they'd say history and geography. Okay. Like there's certain things like that that like it's not that I've forgotten, but I'm in such a habit now of using certain terms that we would use. Right. Like, you know, for the first three days in France, there'd be like a like a little bit of a slight difference, but I remember it really fast. I know I would. Yeah, that just took me in a different. I was, I was going to ask you something else, but I want I, I go, want to go respond to that too because I find that you know borrowed words are a big 
deal when it comes to language, you mm -hmm. know, it's especially from English into other languages, what happens is you, you know, you kind of take a concept that either is uh, more accessible in English or that foreign language, mm -hmm. or in your case, you know, said social studies, it's kind of what we say here, mm -hmm. whereas history and geography would be like how you might express it in a different place. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about like how specifically with English borrowed words, how other accent, other languages, which kind of say computer terminology, like in their language with their accent, like right. the French speakers would probably borrow those words and they wouldn't change it from, they wouldn't say it like we would right. say it in French and how ubiquitous some certain terms would become, become and therefore just becomes so much more difficult to, to change your pronunciation because you've been saying social studies for, or, or, or I guess the better example is let's say like, um, Appointment. Someone told me recently that in Russian they use the word appointment because the Russian word is way longer. Okay. It's like you have to say something. And even like the word doctor, and the, the sentence might say in Russian, Russian appointment, a Russian, Russian doctor. Right. And you kind of, and of course it comes out with a Russian accent. So I don't know if it's uh, something that inhibits that, but it seems like that type of. Uh, that type of learning when you have words, say we know Spanish words as fiesta, taco, and burrito. Yeah. Like, learning the real pronunciations has become so much more difficult because you're like, I just say fiesta all the time, right? I just know that as my accent. Mm -hmm. Fiesta. You know, I like, yeah. say it feel like what's, that, that sounds silly almost um, to some people. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you too, uh, when you, because, you, you know, from a teaching standpoint, when you're talking about regional uh, language, when someone, let's say someone comes to you, a family wants to learn Spanish because they're moving to Chile, let's say, sure. for example. Do you really, I mean, they know zero Spanish mm -hmm. and you, and you, or maybe basic Spanish. Do you really go into the Chilean, uh, kind of dialect or do you kind of keep um, it standard? I feel like if it's important, okay. I will. If it's something minor, then no. But if I mean, it's something like, like, like the system, you know, Chilean, I, como, como estai. Como estai, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even como you, estai, como estai. <laughs> estai, yeah, yeah. Estai. It's like, would you put that on them at the end of the very first month and say, here's the, the real Spanish is das, and here's what happens. You don't pronounce the S, you don't pronounce <laughs> the other S, it becomes an I. <clears throat> Only if it's like crucial. A... Only if it's like, so I'll give you one example, like someone, can I think like a Chilean example? Because the example came to mind is more of a Peruvian one, but let, let's roll with it. It's like if someone, is go, if someone is moving to Arequipa in the south of Peru, you know, a specific word I'd want them to know is combi. Right? Gombi, yeah. which is like a micro, la micro. Yeah. Right? Or like a bus or whatnot. Right? I would want to make sure they know the word gombi because that's such a big part of Arequipa. Like, there's always gombis everywhere. Like, I, I, I might not, I might tell them, like, la micro or autobus or minibus or whatever, mm -hmm. but I want them to really, I definitely make them sure they know la combi because I think la okay. combi? I think it's la combi. Anyway, combi, right? Yeah. Um, because they're going, that's a word they're going to hear all the time. Or like, you know, I'm trying to think of other ones, like, you know, yeah, if it's crucial, like, they're going to need it for sure. Like nouns or, or, or terms. Terms or expressions. Like, if someone says, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a more, another relevant one, like, um, like, even, like, um, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, like, for example, like, if someone, if I knew, this is a really narrow example, but here's a narrow example. If I knew that someone was going to move to, let's say, Peru again, let's stick with that, and they're going out of keep, blah, 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 blah. And I know, somehow I know that they're going to be on this combi all the time. They're going to be on this bus and they need to take it a lot. You know, normally I would never teach someone vocabulary of when you're on that combi. 
Okay. <laughs> These are things that you get. It's a very different bus system to improve without going to crazy detail. There's not. There's not really a the bus stop. There's not really that many bus stops per se. You kind of okay. wave it down. Like there's a route and whatnot. But when you want to get off, you have to kind of scream certain things so that the driver knows. <laughs> like I might teach them. Like you, you know, I might teach them some of those things. But but generally, no, not I don't distinguish too much. But. Yeah, unless it's so you would teach a Moseo or like a, a Chilean system grammatically. I mean, the words I get, I would definitely do that too. But Moseo, I might. That Moseo one I might, because you might you might hear that a lot, right? You might actually hear that quite a bit, maybe, right? So maybe. Yeah, I was like, you know, going through that and kind of like, oh, do I do I put that on them while we're learning it and kind of get that as a fundamental or do we just learn the standard and then hey by the way next month say like you know that stuff we learned yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> all different you do that? that happens in like math you know you take like an intro class and you're like okay now that you know that forget it and we're going to do it a different way but you needed to know the fundamentals so, mm -hmm. um i'm just curious at how, how what's it, your approach that, on that, that uh, well i so i I think that I had a family that moved to Chile for a year mm -hmm. and I was just like, what's the point of teaching them estas in, 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 in the, the regular form if they're never in that country that in Santiago are going to hear it? And I was like, well, the point is they should know Spanish and standard Spanish and whatever that is. Uh, that's how you would conjugate it. So, I, I framed it in kind of like the way you would frame like a vosotros in like, they only use it in Spanish. Okay. In Spain, I mean, so it's... Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Kind of grayed out, so to speak, on the on a, on a chart, but but it's there and, and it's brought up. It's just not the main focus. I would still use estas and, and, and tienes and I would use the regular regular verbs instead of... My natural tendency is to say tenés, hablar, decís. And so I have to even fight that to uh, to talk to anybody else besides. So that's another active thing. Grammar changing. It's not a pronunciation thing, but I'll actually say tienes, which right. feels kind of weird. Right. Which, yeah, which to you would be weird. Yeah, especially, yeah. It's like almost if you change to say tenés every single time, you're like, it is easier. It's one fewer, you know, vowel, but it's still, you know, way more particular to that. Mm -hmm. You're saying something. You're saying something when you speak that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's no, very true. What um, I know we only have a little bit of time. I have to head out right uh, in a couple of minutes as yeah. well. Um, just uh, just as kind of a wrap up, you know, for the next couple of weeks, are you? I know you said nothing kind of big for for business. This is kind of a downtime generally yeah. for everything. Yeah. Um. Is there anything that uh, that's going on that you like to like support on or like to discuss um, further, maybe? On Maya, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing really. The the only potential thing would be. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know if I'll need it, but like I might when when I'm in India in the New Year, I might potentially. With yeah, I mean. Actually, I guess I wouldn't need it because I need someone local anyway. I, I'll need some. I'll probably need some substitutes for teaching, but I need someone local. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, 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 nothing, nothing crazy. Um, how about on your end? Yeah, as I was saying that too, I, I don't. This time of year is kind of just slowing down for. Well, I guess for the in-person clients, people that uh, that are online are kind of going solid. I also have a lot of Chinese students, so like. I really wanted to work on Christmas and teach on, you know, uh, during that break, but 
I don't I don't think this time of year is uh, any kind of collaborative thing for me. But I know that just these talks and kind of getting out ideas and things that we're doing and, and what's what's working and what's not is is helpful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, we'll keep keep talking and, and yeah. um, seeing what comes of it. I know that you're going to be busy with this trip, so. If you want to wait till after? That's that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I I I I don't leave until like end of January, early February. Like we haven't bought the tickets okay. yet. Yeah, it's not like. I in thought a few you weeks. meant you're going there for New Year's. No, 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 in the New Year. In the, in the New Year, like, <laughs> it's in August. It's in August. <laughs> no, no, it's in January. But sorry, sorry, I guess end of January, early February. We haven't bought the tickets yet. That's okay. kind of the general time frame. Okay. I just uh, <laughs> interpreted that. Um, well, in that case, unless maybe we can schedule something yeah. for early January. And, Why don't we do uh, like the. Uh, uh, like fifth or twelfth of January. Yeah, the twelfth works a little bit better. I think I'm, I'll be flying on the fifth uh, in the morning there, but um, the twelfth at the same time. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, eleven o'clock your time. Eleven o'clock. That's, yeah, that's you're 10. in central. Yeah, yeah, it's ten o'clock my time. Nice. Right, so let's see. Do you have any? Oh, this is last thing quickly. Do you have any like New Year's products that you're going to do that kind of New Year's resolution? People learning languages. You can take advantage of that at all. One more time, sorry. New Year's, New Year's resolutions tend to be a time when people get into these languages or the gym, you know, people have these goals. I'm not sure if it's a big thing in Canada, but in the U.S. people are like, I'm totally going to learn Spanish this year. This is my year. That's actually a funny, that's actually a funny little tidbit, actually. I probably should put something to you around that. The only, yeah, I probably should think of something around that, actually. I decided to do, uh, to kind of put together a deal, at least for email subscribers and huh. something that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, easy to, to put together that's not that's some kind of promotion right. but um we, yeah, we definitely something c- to last about. quick thing actually before i let you go uh do you uh do you do a lot by email like do you have a big email list like what do you what do you do out of curiosity it's not big a few oh, hundred okay. people but oh, okay. um it's it's just um and the thing is i never know if it's if it converts i mean i know people click on stuff but yeah. i'm like wouldn't you just i'd rather have them subscribe to the youtube channels yeah. and follow facebook pages and just interact instead right. of me having to say hey go check out the youtube but i know that there are people who are not you know as social media active as active sure. on social media so you have to be like or people who just like need to be reminded all the time yeah we have a funny so, law in canada that passed in what would have been two years ago i think it's called the anti-spam law have you heard of it no but it sounds so it's like uh, a weird email it's like a it's a it's a law that's uh it's actually a good law in a lot of ways. It's a, it's a good law, but it is a pain in the butt for any Canadian businesses. Um, there's like a lot of regulations around anti-spam why, via text, via... It's like you need to like get... Ex, like literally someone needs to say, yes, I want you to email me about like promotions. Right. And like they actually have to say, they have to opt in. Like it is weird. There's like a lot of laws around it, regulations. Like when can you contact someone? What is it considered like... Anyway, yeah. it's it's a big. No, that's a good point, and I, I I'm probably Canadian. In that I, I err on the side of like, well, you didn't deliberately like explicitly tell me you want. I'm not gonna put you on my list. I'm like, I'm not gonna like just. Yeah. You came to an event, so I just signed you up. I don't ever ever do that, but um, and therefore my list is a little bit smaller now. But I re- I'd rather refine it. And kind of. That's fine. You know, yeah. Even show. I would rather. I, I'm happy when people unsubscribe if they're like too many emails. I'm like, I email like once every three months. Maybe. <laughs> it's really, too many emails. Maybe it was a sequence that got them that I set up. I don't know. Yeah. You don't deserve to be on the list if you don't. If that's too many emails. So. Yeah. But um, nice. Well, well, you think about that too. If you have any products or things that you want to, or promotions that you want to discuss and, and talk about next time, and just see if we can get a jump start in the year. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'm gonna put something together, and um, let's just talk about it next time. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll talk to you, I guess, in uh, basically in a month, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Merry Christmas, Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, same to you. All the things, Happy Holidays. Yeah. And we'll, we'll just talk in a little bit. Sounds good. Chat later. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Bye.